Hey there, Diet Riders, and welcome to the podcast. We love bringing you new content and episodes every week, but we realized that we are diving deep each week into different topics of intuitive eating, and we wanted to give you a place to go to learn about it as a whole. So we have a free intuitive eating mini course designed to help you. Yes, you right now. It's a quick overview of why diets don't work and how intuitive eating can fit into your life. We walk you through the 10 principles of intuitive eating and it's perfect for beginners or those who are struggling to tie it all together. Click the link in our show notes below to get this killer mini course delivered right to your inbox. Okay. Now back to the show. Hey, 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 diet riders, and welcome back to the diet ride podcast. I'm Alyssa Miller. I'm Brooke Miller. We're both dietitians, both Millers, both moms, both live in Denver and still quarantine and both from the midwest girl did we ever say that oh did i miss it i don't know i don't know we're both millers not related just redundant just wanted to clear the air there because we had a few people be like wait what do you mean you're both millers miller is our last name we are not related our husbands just happen to have had the same last name maybe they're related somewhere down the line but uh probably not (laughs) yeah probably they don't look alike but uh Yeah. You never know. If we yeah. went far back enough, we spit into a cup and found out, but probably not. I mean, Miller's common enough. I'm sure we have a few Millers out there listening right now. So hello. I hope hello so. To all the Millers and all the people who aren't Millers. Yes. Um, today's episode, we are answering a question, I guess, or kind of focusing this topic around something that we get asked all the time. And it's how to talk to your friends and family about intuitive eating. Like, what do you do when they come up to you and you're like, what are you doing with your life? What's going on? Why aren't Mm -hmm. you going on this diet with me? What is intuitive eating? You're batshit crazy, whatever, Mm -hmm. however they approach you. Um, We get this question, I feel like kind of a lot more often than I would have expected. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of a good topic to dive into today. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I think this is such a common question that we get inside the membership, but we also get it on Instagram, um, Mm -hmm. on our lives there. And so we wanted to create an episode for you. So if you are new to new to intuitive eating, or if you have been on this journey for a few months, but your friends and family don't really understand what you're doing, your colleagues are still talking about keto at work, and they're confused why you're not jumping on the keto bandwagon, um, what do you do? Where do you go? Um, so we're going to kind of go back and forth and give some quick tips and advice for how to deal with um, these questions and how you go about it. So... Tip number one, I would encourage you to explain to them, hey, I diets don't work for me. I've tried every diet under the sun. I've tried X amount of diets. And sure, they give me short-term results, but it is not working for me long-term. Because of that, because they are not working, I'm trying something new. And it is called intuitive eating. It is not a diet but it is all about listening to your body and learning how to listen to your body instead of external cues. And if you want to learn more, you should read the book intuitive eating. And that would be a great place to start. Or listen to the diet ride podcast. Or listen to the diet ride podcast. (laughs) Obviously. Obviously. Um, Yes. Yes. Or just, no, I love that. 
Um, that was a really good, I feel like, quote. Maybe someone should take the sound of your voice and turn it into a TikTok. Yes. <laughs> just send it to people in any time. Um, no, I love that. I think I think that was a really supportive way to say it, to say like, hey, this is what works for me and really put the focus on you and yourself. So Brooke and I are from the Midwest. I feel like typically Midwesterners are a little more people pleasy e. So mm-hmm. I think both of us would kind of approach it the same way where we're going to be like honest with people, but also really supportive still of whatever they choose to do. Right. Yeah. And I think that's important. Uh, we talk about this a lot inside of our membership. We did an entire basically Q&A session talking about this in depth, but everyone's going to be different with your relationship. And it depends on what your relationship with that person is to how like confrontational you can be, or if you just kind of like let them do their thing and back off. <laughs> um, so my first tip was you don't have to have this conversation. I think it's totally appropriate to put up your boundary and just be like, I don't want to talk about it. Or can we talk about something else? Um, Whatever that kind of situation looks like, don't feel like you have to defend intuitive eating. Don't feel like you have to get in an argument over it. Don't feel like you... um, I don't know, any of those sort of things. You don't have to get into the ring and talk about it. Um, It is a very nuanced discussion and people get very heated about it. And especially when you're first healing, it may not be the best thing for your journey to try and defend it against someone who's like keto, diehard, whatever, mm-hmm. or whatever diet they're on. Um, so I just yeah. I just want to put that out there that it is not expected and you definitely do not have to engage in that conversation. And you can say no and move on to a different topic politely in a polite way. So mm-hmm. that was my first tip. Don't talk about it. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, if somebody's really intrigued, they're, yeah. they're going to ask you questions about it and then you can just answer it to the best of your ability. And if they're really turned off and they're like, you're that shit crazy, then you say, okay, that's great. You enjoy keto. And then in a year you let me know how it goes for you. Yeah. You um, do you boo, right? You, you do you like, I'm not going to just merely live our lives. Um, but yeah, I think I think there are a lot of people out there who really truly don't know what it is and they are intrigued and they're going to yeah. probably ask you a lot of questions. And if you're new on this journey, that can be really overwhelming. And so it actually might be better to say, hey, here are five intuitive eating podcasts I really recommend that I love listening to. Go check all five of these out and let me know if there's one or two that you really resonate with because yeah. we all share a similar message, but in a very different way. And People are going to resonate with us and people are going to resonate with others. And that's fine. Like I just listen to, I would say listen to a variety and see who you like. Um, I definitely have a few intuitive eating podcasts that I love. I listen to every week and then I have some that, um, you know, are hit and miss. And, and that's just, it's like, we all resonate with different people. And, and then if you guys would like some references for true oh, crime yes. podcasts. I'll let you know. <laughs> yeah. Alyssa <laughs> listens to true crime all day. True crime. Um, that's, those are the ones I never miss. True crime. Yes. Intuitive eating uh, ones I do listen to. Um, and we are working on compiling a list, especially um, a nice deep dive for our members for mm-hmm. sure inside the membership of some good supportive podcasts to listen to and put on your weekly playlist. Um, mm-hmm. which can be really powerful too. Sorry. Yeah. I cut you off to talk oh, about true crime. You're good. <laughs> if, so if the people that you're talking to are like, I hate podcasts, I'm not going to listen. This is BS. I hate books. I'm not going to read. I'm not going to do an audiobook. If they're just like against all of Negative that, Nancy. Then, then I would point them in the direction of, Hey, let's clean up your Instagram. And I would say, mm. here are 10 or 15 intuitive eating dietitians, body positive women, um, therapists, a variety. Like I would just mix it up, get women of all different body sizes, different colors, like 
really mix it up. Um, you don't need to have all dietitians. Like I would say you don't need a ton of dietitians to follow, but definitely find like, there's so many amazing body positive women out there who, um, aren't dietitians. They're just your average mom who keep it really freaking real. There's some really good therapists out there. There's just a lot of amazing women in this space. And, um, we are also like happy to share. So if you are looking for some, just feel free to send us a direct message on Instagram and we can point you in the right direction. But I do think cleaning up your, your social media is huge because if you hate podcasts and you hate books, you're most likely, you're probably on Instagram or you're probably on (laughs) Facebook. And if you can clean up your feed and like stop following all of the models with the perfect bodies and you start following a variety of women, um, it really changes how you feel on social. And for me, like, I used to only follow like celebrities and stuff. And I would notice I would get off social media feeling like kind of down and depressed, like, Oh, well they have 5 million followers and they have this perfect body and like good for them. And I'd just be like, so (laughs) distraught afterwards. Like this sucks. Like my life sucks. Um, And then now I feel like all I follow on my business account is all body positive women. And so the message I could be on Instagram for an hour and the continuing message I see is you are enough. You can eat, you are allowed. And I see a variety of bodies and different shapes and sizes and, you know, all bodies are worthy and beautiful. And that's the message I see. So -hmm. when I go on social media, I'm on it longer than I used to be because I'm like, Oh wow. I feel good. It's not a dark place anymore. Yeah. (laughs) And you, you can make it a dark place and you can make it a light mm-hmm. place. And it's yeah. really, um, what you make of it. So I would encourage you, you have the to point power. them, yeah, point Sorry. them in the right direction with social media too. Well, Powerful. yeah. And mute people too, you guys. I mean, you can just click on their face and then hold down and mute them. You don't mm-hmm. have to unfollow necessarily if it's like your sister or your BFF from high school or whatever, mm-hmm. but, um, and you don't want them to know that you unfollow them, you can mute them. So I think that's a uh, totally such a powerful way to change your everyday life and like where we spend a lot of our time. Right. So mm-hmm. I think that's really great. Um, yeah, my next tip was to point to the experts. We kind of already touched on this for sure. The book obviously is like top tier, top notch. Um, Um, but finding experts that you can really say, Hey, you know what? I'm still like, I'm just starting in this journey. I'm not really sure how to answer some of these questions. Um, I want to give you the best information possible. I would highly recommend going to check out this, that, or the other thing. And, Mm. uh, shameless plug here, although I guess not because it doesn't cost any money, (laughs) but, um, we do have a free mini course that you can send to your friend and have them sign up for it. And it goes right to their inbox. It's a 30 minute quick overview of what intuitive eating is eating is, why it works, why diets don't, and what they can do about it starting that day. So it's such a great introductory course just to be like, hey, what is this? Totally free, non-committal, nothing going on there. It's literally just information that we want to continue to spread and let as many people know about it as possible and invite them in to learn more. And I think um, that can be a really powerful thing to send to a friend. And especially if you haven't gone through the course yet either, I would highly recommend uh, clicking the show notes below and going and doing that as well because it's just such a great overview. And I, I, you know, talking back to social media, Intuitive eating has gotten twisted and turned into some like weird Mm -hmm. shit out there. Like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to drop names, although I really want to, but like some Mm -hmm. really high powerful influencers or gurus or authors or whatever are starting to say things like, listen to your body and 
these things that just drive me up a wall that are Mm -hmm. using basically the words like food freedom and intuitive eating verbiage that's like very um uh like powerful and people want it and it resonates with them but then they're twisting it at the end right like but only if you follow exactly what I say or you follow this diet or but you don't eat that or that's bad or that's good or that's whatever or like buy this powder from me, whatever. This is a whole different topic conversation. I can feel my blood rising right now. But intuitive eating has been twisted for like, you'll see intuitive eating for weight loss out there. Like that's not intuitive eating, run, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's just really powerful to get it from the right source and someone who's an expert so that you're getting the whole message all at once. Because a lot of times, and especially on Instagram or even on our podcast, you can tune into one podcast here, you skip a few weeks, you listen to another podcast, or you're seeing one Instagram post a week about it and you think you understand it. It's an entire system and program that works together independently. There are Mm -hmm. 10 principles. All of them are equally important. All of them work together in conjunction. You can't pick and choose, you know, or kind of uh, create a hierarchy or leave part of them out, right? And so I think a lot of people are doing that right now, especially on social media. So pointing to an expert, getting all of the information at once from one source, I think can be really powerful. Yeah, absolutely. I think that is really important. Um, Yeah, I think that you're right. So many people do twist it, like they really twist intuitive eating and they do it because they want you to believe that you can have it all. And not to say, not to say you can't lose weight with intuitive eating for some people, that is their story. Some people do lose weight with intuitive eating. Some people gain weight. Some people stay the same way. Like everybody is different. Um, but anybody who is guaranteeing you that you will lose weight and you will eat whatever you want, whenever you want, and that you can just eat like chips all day, every day and never touch a vegetable again. And you're Mm -hmm. still going to lose 10 pounds tomorrow. Like run because the whole point of intuitive eating is to listen to your body. And we all know that when we eat a variety of foods, we typically feel best. And like the more Mm -hmm. we can incorporate in like fruits and vegetables and those delicious foods, like we typically feel better. It's not to say that there's good and bad foods because there's not, but I do see a lot of people, what I've been seeing recently is people are promoting it for weight loss and they're like, go eat the pasta and lose weight in, in a week. And like, those are the posts that I've been seeing lately where I'm like, uh, I mean, can't you just encourage people to like eat the pasta if they want the pasta, like, but they yeah. can still eat a salad if they want a salad. Like there's no wrong choice. It's the mm-hmm. whole point of it is, is to listen to your body and what you want in that moment. And a lot of times people, when they hear like, oh, you're doing intuitive eating, isn't that just the thing where it's just an excuse to eat whatever you want, whenever you want. And you gain all mm-hmm. this weight. And like, um, I even talked to, uh, a client recently who said, I'm scared to do this because I know one person who did the effort diet and read the book and did the diet and he gained weight. And that's mm. why I'm scared because of one testimonial. And I was like, well, for, we don't know what their, we don't know what their body weight was beforehand. Like right. if they were way below their set point weight because they were starving themselves, like weight gain was good. And sometimes we see that. And sometimes we see the pendulum swing where when we've been restricting for so long, when we finally allow our body to um, get the nutrition, sometimes our weight does go up for a short period of time. And then it like pendulum swings back to that set point weight. And because your body, like the longer you diet and the longer you restrict, um, 
your body doesn't really know what to do when it gets fed and everybody's bodies react differently. And so I do see a lot of fear around people. And I see like fear around family and friends. Like when they hear you're doing intuitive eating and they don't know much about it, a lot of times they'll try to scare you and say like, oh, you're going to gain so much weight or, oh, you're just doing this because you're, you, you're like, you're a failure at dieting or you yeah. fail so many diets. Like they kind of look at it as fear mongering. Yeah, an excuse. And also just like the fear mongering that happens is so real because the information out there is so widespread and um, it's misinformed. It's misinformed information. It's plucked information. It's, you know, it's very curated. And we talked about this a little bit with our episode with Melissa, single mom nutritionist, just how um, long diet culture has been in our country and in our societies Mm -hmm. and in our culture. It has been passed on by generations. I mean, completely false information, you know, has been passed Mm -hmm on and on and on. And the intuitive eating research doesn't make the headlines because it's not flashy. It's not sexy. It's not uh, a moneymaker, truly. So mm-hmm. um, I think I think that's just important to know that you might get some pushback of people who are afraid. And mm-hmm. um, just to remember that whatever is said in those conversations is a reflection on who they are, mm-hmm. not a reflection on what your choices are. So just remember that. Be supportive of whatever they choose to do. Let's not degrade people. Let's not like, I don't know, kind of guilt them or shame them or anything like that, right? Like we want to keep our heads high and focus on us and our healing and really, um, and I'll always go back to this for the end of time, but with Christina Bruce, she talked about Be a Lighthouse. Um, yes, I love her. Oh my gosh. Just, that episode yes. is so, so good. good. Everybody go back and it's listen. It's called to Be a Lighthouse because I loved it. I love that quote oh, so much. She's incredible. Yes. She's just so, it's so powerful. Anyways. Okay. So basically Be a Lighthouse, right? Like show them what intuitive eating can do for you in your life. Like let them know the changes that you've made and the powerful, um, impact that intuitive eating has on your, has had on your life by doing it, by being it, by living it. And they'll see it. They'll see it. You don't have to tell them. You don't have to have this big, long conversation, but um, just practice it. And people, I mean, people will be magnetic to it because mm-hmm. it truly is such a better way to live life. I yeah. was talking with a girlfriend the other day and she made some comment about how she hates being it at her mom's house because she always comments on her body. And mm-hmm. she's like, I'm just so That's tired so of my mom talking about her body and this or that and the other thing. And um, you know, we just talked about how I, you know, practice intuitive eating. I don't talk about my body that much. I don't think that it's a worthy part of conversation to be like, mm-hmm. oh, I feel this way or I feel that way or whatever. And now, of course, there are low moments that I share with friends or family, um, specifically more my husband, you know, when I need help getting through mm-hmm. that that deep time or that like whatever you want to call it. But of course that happens. It happens to all of us. But we all know those people that are constantly commenting about their bodies. Don't be that person. Find intuitive eating, find confidence in your body, move towards that the best that we can, because truly that's what's going to attract people to want to spend more time with you because it's not a surface level relationship that's focused around weight or your body or complaining about yourself or tearing each other down or fishing for compliments, it's focused on real stuff, real deep, meaningful connection, which is so powerful. So I think that's all my tips, by the way. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, I was going to end with um, just set a good example. So a lot of times, which ties into that. So like a lot of times people will say, um, like, how are you so confident? Or like, Mm -hmm. like, you just know those people that you meet that it doesn't matter really what's going on in their life, or you 
it doesn't really matter like what they look like in that moment. They just have confidence and Mm -hmm. you can be that person, like regardless Mm -hmm. of your weight and it takes time to gain confidence. But I think Mm -hmm. when you have that confidence and like, you're just like, yeah, I'm eating the salad or I'm eating this pizza. Like it doesn't matter what you're eating. You have confidence around it and you have confidence in joyful movement and you have confidence wearing a swimsuit, regardless of what you look like, like without a perfect body, you still have confidence. And I think people, people will say things like, wow, I love your energy. Like, and Mm -hmm. that is seriously like one of the best compliments to give somebody is like, wow, you have really good energy and Mm -hmm. you can have that too. And and when you start to have that, people start to ask like, what's your secret? How are you so energetic? How are you so confident? Like, how do you have that? And you just, you know, those people in your life who are always like positive and and they just have that confidence regardless of what they look like. And I think that's a great thing. Like set an example by, like mm-hmm. you said, not talking about your body and setting an example by not um, judging others based on their right. body. And I think like the more we've gotten into this in the last year, like I've even had the difficult conversations with friends and family. Like they don't understand what I do as a dietitian. They yeah. just assume <laughs> that all I do is put people on diets and uh-huh. they like, I have these difficult conversations with relatives and friends. Like, no, just because like not all fat people are lazy. And like, right. that is so infuriating to me when I hear that, like all fat people are lazy and I'm like, Oh yeah. Cause all skinny people aren't lazy. Yeah. They're like, that makes no sense. Yeah. Like we're all lazy, makes, you guys. That I mean, we all have lazy moments. Like it's it's fine. And just to generalize like all body types on one right. thing, I'm like, no, it doesn't work that way. Like, because again, not all skinny people are healthy. Like it's just it it, it it's a tough it's it. a tough conversation. So and it we do want to like we want you to know that this takes time to get to. We don't expect anyone to just like wake up and make a choice to be confident. Like of course mm-hmm. confidence builds up over time. And I think that's something that I learned early on in intuitive eating too. It's like intuitive eating takes practice, it takes yes. really patience, takes um commitment to keep showing up. And every day that you get a small win, you build confidence off of that small win. And you continue to kind of build on top of that and make a stronger and stronger foundation because there will be dark dark days. There will be down days. There will be, you know, um, days that you feel insecure about your body. That doesn't go away necessarily, but you handle it way better because of the foundation that you've set. And at first it's going to be really shaky. So when you have conversations where someone, you know, tells you you're promoting obesity or yeah you're, oh my gosh I'm yes. so over these you're gonna die trolls. young yeah I know can, wait, can, I just, or... can I just tell you about one troll today who also said that was like you know you're promoting obesity blah, blah. Mm-hmm. okay his name was satan's foreskin and his name and instagram was little bitch and it was like hold <laughs> your middle finger higher like hold something and hold your middle finger higher and I was like I legit can't even respond to you because your name is Satan's foreskin and your name is little bitch. Like I can't, I can't, like I can't, like I can't have a true conversation. All if credibility just, has been lost. If you were just George one, two, three, four, five, like I would have commented that, but like there are certain people where I'm like, I straight up can't, I, I can't. I, I don't know like, if I can say that word on the podcast and not just die. Foreskin. Should that be our title? Seems foreskin. Oh my can gosh. we please? I, I think can. my Catholic mother will freak out. I mean, 
I'm dying. Fine. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm dying. Okay. Tell Lydia it's fine. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm dying. Okay. I don't even know how to move forward after that. But here's the thing, you guys. Confidence takes time. We build it up over, you know, long strengths of time and to continue to have these conversations. So just know that we're not just saying like one day you just wake up and you're in Tuta Vita and you have confidence and it's no big deal. It's it's work that we put into ourselves and it's taking small steps outside of our comfort zone, building confidence because it worked, because it felt better, because we felt better, because we trusted ourselves a little bit more. And we're coming at this, you guys, at seven, eight years of experience at this point. And I just want you to know that <laughs> because sometimes I just think like, oh man, if I was just starting out and I heard this, I would feel so overwhelmed. But the truth of the matter is, is it takes time and that's okay. Um, these conversations are important and need to be had, but let yourself off the hook. You are not in charge of having that conversation everywhere you go. You don't have to defend the way that you live your life. You don't have to defend anything because in the end, it's between your, you and your body anyways, you know? Mm-hmm. All right. I think that's where we're going to wrap it up on <laughs> the Satan's foreskin skin. situation. <laughs> I think that's I'm a good dying. place to really uh, just end it and let them know that this is the type of podcast they've decided to tune into and spend their time listening I mean, to. Thank you, guys. Listen. Thanks for being here. Um, you guys, thank you so much for listening. We hope this episode was helpful for you. Uh, make sure to subscribe to the podcast so that it gets downloaded automatically every Tuesday. Tuesday is when we release every new episode. And if you wouldn't mind, we would love it if you rate, rated and reviewed this podcast. Um, it is so helpful to get the word out about this podcast and others like it um, when you leave a written review. We would so, so love that. So, All right. And on that note, we will see you guys next Tuesday. See you later.